Hebrews 12.1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. As a passionate and some may even say obsessed runner, it wouldn't be hard to guess that this is my favorite verse. You'll find it on my bathroom mirror, next to my treadmill, on my coffee cup, and even tattooed on my calf. Yet as I've grown in faith and reflected on my life, I can see this message has full meaning in my life and that it's more than just a fun running-related verse. When I read this quote now, I envision literal chains of sin and doubt dragging behind me, slowing me down, and keeping me from achieving my goals. I'm John Doty, and this has been my journey. Growing up in Pine River, I was easy to find most summer days. My neighbor Phil and I would meet up, then go meet up with the rest of our friends at the dam for swimming, the school's ball fields, and usually end up loitering at the Dairy Queen until we all dispersed back home at dinner time. I had a desire, as most kids do, to just fit in with my peers. As a child of a small-town pastor, I always felt like I had this stigma over my head, despite my father doing everything he could to avoid these pressures being put on us. I was afraid of being considered a goody-goody or one of those churchy people that kids would not want to include in their activities. I felt I had approved to them that I was just a normal kid regardless of my father's profession. I wanted the image of Zach Morris, not Corey Matthews. So when shenanigans arose, it was often me leading the charge to disprove a stereotype that I didn't want to have. I didn't mind getting into a little bit of trouble knowing it was good for the image I wanted. Unknowingly, I fell right into the stereotype of the misbehaved or mischievous pastor's kid. I went to church on Sundays. I assumed God was present in my life. I accepted him and thought that was enough. I acted one way with my friends all week, then put on a pretty good show on Sunday. I was a true charmer, able to slip in and out of whatever character I wanted to portray. The church lady sure loved me and always told me how good a kid I was. Deep down, I felt like a fraud, though, being weighed down by confusion and doubt. I didn't know which version I really was or who I was supposed to be. I was just floating through life, living day to day and moment to moment, not giving too much thought about my earthly future and even less about my future in heaven. In 2002, I graduated high school from Pequot Lakes, started dating my future wife, Karamy, and left for college at Bemidji State the following fall. As you can guess, it was not a good time for me spiritually. I no longer had any accountability, so instead of church, Sundays were spent sleeping in and recovering from a late Saturday night watching football on the couch. Thankfully, God knew I needed a guardian angel, and Karamy was it. She was able to keep my stupidity and moral compass in check and kept me from straying too far. One of my friends in Bemidji knew my background and occasionally invited me to join my church. During my sophomore year, I broke down and joined him. It felt different than what I had known church to be. It was lively and upbeat, and my eyes were opening to what church can be like, especially without the spotlight of being the pastor's kid. I'd like to say it changed me, but I only attended that church a handful of times before my three years were done at Bemidji. The rest of our 20s brought us many moves from Bemidji to Duluth to Fargo, then life brought us back to Bemidji, the one place I never wanted to live again. During the move back, I can remember thinking and possibly even saying, well, we can start to attend that church out by the airport when we have kids and raise them there. Instead of attending right away, most of my Sundays were still spent on the couch praying for a Vikings win and a Packers loss. When Karen got pregnant, we decided it was time and slowly started attending. Yet I was still not fully committed. I enjoyed it, but inside still felt like that fraudulent kid that just said the right things on Sundays and lived life my way. The chains were weakening, but they were still holding me back. On June 12, 2012, my life changed forever in the most stressful and wonderful fashion. I'd gotten a call while at work that Karen was in a bad car accident. She was alert, but being taken to the hospital by ambulance. I had no other details than that. She was nine months pregnant, about a week overdue, and I had no clue how serious it was or if our child was okay. Suffice it to say, I was a wreck on the way to the hospital. Despite a lot of pain, Karen was okay, and Taylor was delivered that day perfectly healthy. Not only did I become a father, but for the first time in my life, I can remember deeply praying, meaning it, and feeling God's presence with us. 
I felt those chains starting to break and I was spiritually growing. We continued attending pretty regularly when we were in Bemidji, although many of our weekends were still spent back here visiting family and enjoying the area. We occasionally came here while visiting and I really enjoyed the energetic pastor that always seemed to be throwing things at people. <laughs> I smiled and laughed from the back, sipping on some of the strongest coffee I'd ever had, understanding that that must be where he got that energy. <laughs> what a fun church, I thought. I'd love to have a church home like this. Fast forward a few years to 2015. Our second daughter, Haley, had arrived a year earlier, and her family was complete. Carrie and the kids were in Pequot after Christmas, and I went back to Bemidji a few days before her for work. She semi-jokingly sent me a picture of a job opening in Brainerd. It didn't take me long to realize this is where we should be. I immediately started getting excited about the prospect of coming back home. Friends, family lakes, and even Timberwood were in my thoughts as we just attended an amazing Christmas Eve service here days before. After some discussion, she applied for the job and didn't get it. We still knew this is where we wanted to be, so the job search was on. Seven months later, we'd found jobs, a house, and a daycare, all in such a seamless manner that we knew it was where we were meant to be. We were home, and this was now going to be our church. We attended regularly right from the start, sitting quietly in the back, just taking it in, enjoying the warmth of the coffee and the fellowship. After a couple of years of hiding in the back, we slowly got more involved. First volunteering with BBS, then Kids in Motion, now currently teaching in Sunday school. Last year, we started attending Wednesdays and joined a small group, which has led to great friendships for us and our children. Each step along the way, those chains continued week and break. I never imagined when I left Pequot Lakes in 2002 that I'd be so involved in church again. And nothing makes me more happy now than when Taylor and Haley are actually excited to come to church and church activities. I often reluctantly did those things as a child and out of obligation, and they are genuinely excited to join. I can't begin to express how much I love that for them, and I intend to keep cultivating that by surrounding them with as many good, godly people as I can. I don't know what my future holds, but I do know that even when new chains form, I will continue to run my race with perseverance, ripping off as many as I can until I cross that finish line on the streets paved with gold. Thanks.